With Holy Nerd Alliance, we are trying to build a positive community that's safe for you to listen to at work and in front of your kids and family. We understand that there are a lot of different podcasts you can listen to or videos you can watch, so it means a lot that you choose us. We ask that you join us as we build this passion project because we have a lot of ideas for the future. We want to make those ideas happen, but we have to start small. So please join us every week for our podcast and give us your feedback. Thank you and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Holy Nerd Alliance podcast, the podcast that brings you the latest and greatest news in the world of video games. Uh, episode two, uh, my name is Jeremy, and joining me are the rest of your normal hosts, Tyler, Matt, and Aaron. How's it going, guys? Pretty good. Yeah, I'm good. Good, good to be here. Yeah, good. I'm kind of <laughs> really not liking this microphone situation, but... Yeah, Matt, Matt forgot sucks. a cable, and he has to basically hug the edge of the table. <laughs> <laughs> some kind of device. The... Uh, for any of the sound techie people out here who know what know anything about podcasting, basically I'm using a uh, Zoom H6 or whatever they're called. I don't remember. Either way, it has the microphone attachment on the front, and I'm hugging that microphone attachment, and it sucks. I wish I had my normal mic. Well, next time, don't forget the cable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's just jump into the news. We got uh, five news items here. So let's start with number one. Sony boss dismisses Fortnite crossplay. This story comes from Tom Warren at The Verge. Sony has been blocking crossplay and progression between Fortnite on PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch and Xbox One. While there are some signs the company was listening to the feedback to its controversial decision, Sony CEO Kenichiro Yoshida has made the company's stance clear. In an interview with the Press Association uh, via The Independent, at IFA last week, Yoshida claims the PlayStation 4 is the best experience to play Fortnite. Quote, on cross-platform, our way of thinking is always that PlayStation is the best place to play Fortnite. Everyone's shaking their head. <laughs> I believe partnered with the PlayStation 4 is the best experience for users. That's our belief. But actually, we are already opened. We already opened some games as cross-platform with PC and some others, so we decide based on what is the best user experience. That is our way of thinking for cross-platform, unquote. Uh, Fortnite fans using a Nintendo Switch have made their feelings clear over Sony's stance, and it's particularly frustrating as it blocks the sync of items and progression between the PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch. That means Fortnite players have to create an entirely new account on a Switch if they played on the PS4 before. Uh, Sony has previously blocked crossplay between PS4 and Xbox One for Fortnite, Rocket League, and Minecraft, despite Nintendo and Microsoft supporting it. Microsoft and Nintendo teamed up to promote crossplay and micro- Minecraft, an unusual move, uh, and a commercial that they did together. Uh, despite that, Yoshida says competition with Xbox and Nintendo is a healthy situation for Sony and the entire industry. While Yoshida doesn't manage the PlayStation directly, He's still the overall head of Sony and should be familiar with the company's plans. Yoshida's response makes makes it clear that Sony has no intention of enabling Fortnite crossplay as the company feels it is the best user experience for the game. 
That doesn't mean Sony won't enable crossplay for future games, but if you're still hoping to play with your Fortnite PS4 account on a Switch or Xbox One, then it's probably never going to happen. So, just as we were talking about this, like I could see the tension rising in the room. <laughs> Everyone's very mad about this. Uh, not just in the room, but everyone on the planet Earth. <laughs> this is the it's a tone deaf move by Sony not to. It's it's. It's a move that happens when you're on top, but you know when, when you're not on top, you're a lot more willing to make these moves. Like like we talked about, Microsoft, uh, he's, they're making all the right consumer-friendly moves lately, uh, due to their poor launch and, and being number two this this uh, generation. So, but you guys, you guys' thoughts? I yeah. think it's insane. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think. I mean, <clears throat> I get. Maybe in the beginning, Sony not wanting to support Nintendo because then, you know, with Fortnite being a fresh game on a fresh system, not knowing how the like who's going to come and how many people are going to play, and you know, just seeing how it would go. But knowing that Fortnite is now a huge success on both it's the number one game in the world. Yeah, I mean, on all on, across all platforms. Yeah, I could I, I could pull up my <clears throat> iPad right now. You could play it on a Switch, and Tyler, if you go in the other room and play Xbox, and we can right. play together. Yeah. Absolutely. But we couldn't turn on a PlayStation so Matt could play. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I love Sony. I mean, you know, I like Sony. Sony's, I mean, I think they're a great company. They do great games. But I think to make a statement that we're the best system to play Fortnite on, but it's obviously been proven that it, any, I mean, it, it's compatible with any uh, format. Like Jeremy just stated, it's been on smart, on every smartphone, iOS, Android. It's been on, uh, it's on Switch, Xbox, PlayStation. I mean, it's everywhere. PC, you can play it anywhere. And it's been a huge success. And so I think Sony saying their platform is the best platform, I think, is just a cop-out. Yeah, They just don't want, like Jeremy said, they're on top, and they don't want to humble themselves. and They don't want to play nice with others. They don't. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens next generation when maybe Sony might not be on top anymore. <laughs> exactly. Right. So. Well, one of my thoughts are, I mean, and maybe this is just ignorance on my part, being the new gamer, but um, with Twitch, I mean, Fortnite's one of the biggest games on Twitch, mm-hmm. um, but can you can you play that on PlayStation or on, like, get on, like, stream to Twitch? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, the okay. new consoles, PlayStation and Xbox, allowed you to stream to Twitch. Well, that's cool. Okay. Just natively, so, which but, is really cool. But. Yeah, I mean, even then, like, if you're a, I'm just thinking, I have a friend who, um, basically plays uh fortnite um from his pc streams on twitch and that's basically his job right now that's he's not making any money yet but (laughs) (laughs) but he's just getting started he just got started like in the last couple months um and uh i mean he's but he plays from his pc and i just don't understand how you know if you're playing on the playstation like what is your motivation to be a twitch gamer either like a you know, a streamer on Twitch, like. Well, there's still, um, you know, you got to think. There's eighty plus million PlayStation fours sold already. So, I mean, it's not like you're just not having enough people to play with. And also, um, being on Twitch, that doesn't necessarily mean like you can't play with others. Right. You well, just well, I'm just saying, you but you can't interact well, you with can't. the people who play on PC or. You Twitch can't play or. with other people on. On other platforms. Right. So if you're you trying still... to build a team that you play with yeah. on Twitch, right. it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Right. Well, sense. that's what a lot of people play online multiplayer games because right. they want to play with their friends. And if, like, 
you know, I own a Switch and Jeremy owns a PS4 now because PS4 is, uh, for some but reason, it, hates it, all other things. And... It, it'd be one thing if they didn't want you to play at this like together at the same time, um, but they also don't let you do cross progression. So if I, you can't link your account, so like I can't play on a Switch and level up on Switch, and then I can't take that progress to PS4 either. So yeah. that's so you know, I'm double gonna, double whammy. Yeah, they're cutting out all of it, all of the, I mean, the cross platform thing. So yeah, so it just. I think it, it's a big deterrent for a lot of people not to play Fortnite in that format because if, like, if I was Jeremy and I had a friend, I, you know, like I said, some people won't play these games unless they can play with friends. You know, they get squads, they get, you know, teams together. And if Jeremy can't play with his friends, then it's going to turn him away from Fortnite and he's just, therefore you lose, then you're, you're losing player base. Right. So I think Sony's just mm-hmm. hurting themselves in a way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. Well, I guess that's kind of my point, though, is like, so my friend who streams, like, if he was playing on the PlayStation, he couldn't have the team that he has. Right. Yeah. And so he would lose all of the personalities that he uses mm-hmm. to grow his audience on Twitch. Yeah, absolutely. Because he needs those people. Like, they all yeah. have a yes. purpose for entertainment value. Right. And he, yeah. lo- he would lose all of them yeah. just yeah. by being a PlayStation. Another tone-deaf move by Sony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great job. Uh, number two, Anthem Story DLC will be free. This comes from Matt Davidson over at IGN. BioWare has confirmed that although its upcoming multiplayer action RPG Anthem will feature post-launch story content, all of these releases will be free of charge. This news comes courtesy of GameRant, which reports that BioWare made the announcement during its PAX West panel. BioWare hasn't given any further details about what Anthem's post-launch content will look like, but but given that the announcement has specifically mentioned that there will be no charge for story content, it's likely that... There will be some sort of paid DLC on the horizon, probably like uh, skins and, and stuff like that. So, uh, Bioware has previously insisted that the game won't feature loot boxes and won't give players the ability to pay for power, but that doesn't rule out cosmetic enhancements of some sort, dropping as part of a paid DLC package. Previously, publicity Previous publicity for the game has heavily featured Bioware's concept of our world, our, my story, intended to be indicative of the fact that the game reflects Bioware's rich history of storytelling while also (laughs) embracing the game's multiplayer functionality. Game director John Warner has previously said the studio doesn't want gamers to feel any regret over the time or money they invest in the game. For players who can't wait to get their hands on Anthem, pre-orders or membership of EA Access or Origin Access schemes will allow access to a full demo beginning on February one. February 1st, which with a number of as-yet-announced, unannounced alphas and betas before that date, Anthem launches February 22nd for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. So there's a a little bit to unpack there. Uh, Basically, Anthem story DLC free after, you know, you you see like Destiny. um, We'll get into the next story as well. But um, like games like Destiny, they charge obviously for their DLC packs. Hefty prices. Like, I think the new one is like forty dollars. Yeah. Insane. Uh, That's like a whole new game, pretty crazy. much. Like, and you'll probably get like one new section. <laughs> <laughs> and we were talking earlier, like like uh, Nintendo, they they've been doing their DLC right. Like um, the Xenoblade Two one that comes out in a couple weeks. Uh, Thirty dollars, but you get like a whole new campaign that's like you know mm-hmm. thirty plus hours, which is 
you know, not at all what, you know, Destiny and Activision have been doing. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. The Anthem, I mean, the game already looks uh, beautiful. Oh, absolutely. I mean, anything I've yeah. watched on this is just, it looks amazing. To be Iron Man pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's awesome. And I love the way they're going with the, the free DLC. Obviously, no details what that is yet, but just to know that it's not a, a pay-to-play type of system where, you know, the people with the more money get more power, mm-hmm. like mobile games with the microtransactions, like, you know. So I think that's kind of cool. And and also giving people the option to customize is cool as well. So I, But I think the way they're going with the free DLC is a, a great direction. And, I mean, it just makes the game even more exciting. Yeah, I think they, they specifically say pay for power. They've obviously learned, EA has learned from their Battlefront 2 uh. situation from <laughs> yeah. last year, which they, that really hurt the game. Like, it sold pretty bad. Like, it was on sale almost immediately. Right. So, it was pretty crazy. Uh, next story, number three, uh, also Anthem, another Anthem story. Uh, Anthem will be a complete game. Uh, this comes from Nick Santangelo from IGN. Strap in, guys. This is a long one. <laughs> <laughs> with Anthem, Bioware is keen to avoid the problem many games have run into as of late with the perception that at launch, releases may be incomplete. Speaking to U.S. Gamer during PAX West, executive producer Mark Dara said he feels consumers will be getting a good, valuable game when Anthem launches. And while more content will be naturally be added post-launch, Dara promises there will be plenty to keep players going for the long haul right out of the gate. Quote, you should be able to play for months and months, even if we aren't then layering a live service on top of it. End quote. Said Dara of Bioware's launch day goals for Anthem. So it, quote, so I think it's an excellent value right off the start. You know, four exosuits, a complete story. So both I think it's a so both I think it's a complete package, but it's also the starting line of an experience as well. Unquote. Uh, without naming any specific competitors, Dara said that before 2017, the industry was seeing many, quote, live game service, unquote, games released in incomplete states. Their developers would then rely on a strategy of slowly building their games up with beefier content over time in order to grow their fan base, according to Dara. But I think that approach no longer seems to be cutting it. Cool. I think in the last year you've seen a couple of games launch that were in the same kind of space that you would have thought, okay, this should be fine, but then it didn't work out, he said. People came in and they went, there's not enough here, and they left. So I think it's partially because of the competition and the space has gotten harder and people are less willing to just kind of hang out and hope that stuff is going to come along. There are other things for them to do. So I think for me to for me a big lesson has been that it's that you need to have enough on the first day so that there's a reason to stay. And when more is coming, then that's great. That's amazing. But I'm just not sure, not going to hang out and wait for the game to become complete. It has to be complete from day one. Not only is Bioware planning to deliver a complete game right at launch, but lead producer Mike Gamble said that the wait for additional content will be shorter than it was for the previous studio, previous game from the studio. Quote, we don't have to wait for full expansions anymore like our previous game, let alone other games in the live space serv- live service space. Gamble said in the same interview, if you look at our Dragon Age or Mass Effect, you'd have to wait three, four, five, six months before big updates. We don't have to abide by that anymore. We can actually week over week trickle out content. So, 
we we just we talked about this. I think Anthem is going to be what Destiny was supposed to be. Uh, Destiny had a lot of development issues. Uh, like like a year before the game came out, they had to scrap most of their story content. You guys can look this up on. I think Kotaku did like a whole big blowout on this, but um, like they Destiny was supposed to be this big game big story game and it just wasn't what it was supposed to be when it came out and even destiny 2 was supposed to be, fix all the problems that destiny 1 had came out you know so it had had different problems than than the first one but still just as many problems yeah i agree destiny i was i remember when destiny first came out i was like super excited it was like a a, a mix of like a an mmo meets a shooter it's kind of like world of warcraft in the future so i was like it was pretty stoked for it and I mean, for the most part, you know, it was good. But as you continue playing, you realize that's not exactly what they said it was going to be. There's a lot of stuff missing. Yep. I mean, you get through if you played the game and sat down and really played at it, you could really get to the end game content pretty kind of extremely fast. And once you get there, again, it was a waiting game. Yeah. Um. Yeah. When Destiny first released, I remember like I put so many hours into it at first, and then I was kind of just like, well. Now what? And then it sat on my shelf for a really long time, and then they released the Taken King, and I'm like, oh yeah, now's the time to go back. And I, we splurged however much it was. I think insane. Yeah, Probably. a lot of money. Uh, I think it was like fifty or something. Probably. But it's ridiculous. <laughs> and yeah. and then it was the same thing happened. I finished it, and it's just like that was quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, just. So yeah, I'm I'm really excited about Anthem. I'm hoping maybe we can do some some stuff with it. Maybe Aaron will have a PlayStation. But then he's talking. Yeah, let's <laughs> he's... I know. It's, it's, trust me, I've been thinking a lot about it. You know, lately I've been. Uh, no, February is that's right around tax return. Now. I know that's what I, I was just yeah. thinking the same thing. I was at work the other night. I was listening. I was listening to some stuff, and I'm like, hmm, <laughs> <laughs> this might happen. <laughs> are you? Uh... Are you getting ready to break your bond in uh, Nintendo? Oh, I will never break my bond in Nintendo. I'm <laughs> faithful 100% to Nintendo, but doesn't mean I can't share my time. <laughs> it's like having a kid. Got to you know, have some time with my wife. Got to have some time with my kid too. I mean, the Nintendo's gonna be my wife. I was gonna say that the PlayStation was your mistress, but you know and. The wife always comes first, so the kid comes second. So it's always Nintendo's always gonna have that place right there, always in my heart. Does your wife listen to this? Uh, she hasn't yet, but so so my it's, wife knows I love her. I think. Play, all right, be, <laughs> Nintendo wife, then PlayStation. Well, no, I <laughs> no my wife, my wife, my real wife comes first. <laughs> Uh, uh, this got weird. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Number four, Nintendo Direct delay. This comes from Allegra Frank over at Polygon. Uh, a Nintendo Direct scheduled for September 6th has been postponed. The company announced out of respect for the victims of landslide, landslides that rocked northern Japan last night, or well, at the time of this uh, written article last night, due to the powerful earthquake in Hok- Hokkaido. Right? Yep. That sounds right? Yep. I think so. <laughs> Japan, we have decided to delay this week's plan and tend to direct the company said in a press release. We will provide a new time and date in the near future. Thank you for your understanding. The September Nintendo Direct was originally scheduled for 6 p.m. Eastern on September 6th. Uh, it, was, it, will, it was supposed to cover upcoming Nintendo Switch and 3DS titles whenever it does air. 
and will also be Nintendo's first presentation about multiple games since E3 2018. Meanwhile, Northern Japan continues to reel following numerous power outages, injuries, and more as the result of the earthquake. Uh, at least seven people were killed with a magnitude 6.7 quake struck with the northern island of Hokkaido early Thursday, causing landslides, which buried a large number of homes at the foot of the ridge seen in reports. An impact that the outlet says also resulted in nearly 200 injuries and millions of power outages thus far. The earthquake follows Typhoon Jibi, a powerful storm that hit the Japanese mainland uh, on September 5th. So, uh, obviously, you know, terrible situation for the people of uh, Japan. Uh, several deaths, many more injured, you know, power outages. You know, Nintendo's a Japanese company, so you know that they're going to want to be respectful to them. The Japanese people are very pr- pr- proud people, so definitely want to. Yeah, I think, this is, I think this is a really cool thing. Definitely a bit. I, big respectful thing i mean gotta mm. gotta respect nintendo for the decision they made i mean they could have gone on and released this and to the american people knowing that you know they're going they're watching in in anticipation but like jeremy said they respect their people so i think this is this is cool on nintendo's part to mm. delay and just you know help the the people of japan yeah and you uh later uh you'll notice i think they they kind of took a hit with this because of a lot of uh, third party. They, it seemed like they had some third party announcements planned uh, for their direct, but um, it seems like they had to go ahead and announce those third party games. Those companies that own those games, uh, you'll see in the new release dates and stuff. But um, so they, they obviously took a hit for for this, um, but you know that's just you know how how it has to go sometimes. It really shocks me that they would take a hit at all. I mean, like, it's just such a respectful thing to do. Yeah. I, I don't understand w- why people would hate, but then again, I guess... Well, I don't... Uh, when I say take culture. a hit, like like these companies, they have to announce their games because mm-hmm. they, they have responsibilities to their shareholders. And if they were planning to announce these That's games, fair. then through the Nintendo Direct, then they um, obviously, you know, it was delayed, so they, they might not have been able to, to wait. So, I, mean, I mean, obviously, you got... You know, people online that were saying mean things about. Yeah, well, that's what like, I was referring to. That's too. always that's yeah. always gonna happen. Because yeah. I saw some of those comments. Yeah, horrible. Like you know, video games are fun, but you know they're they're fun. They're not your life. Yeah, they're <laughs> so, like, yeah. They shouldn't most. be anyways. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, last story: uh, THQ Nordic acquires Kingdoms of Amulet IP. This comes from Robert Purchase over at Eurogamer. Uh, talk about mopping up. THQ Nordic has bought the Kingdoms of Amular IP as well as the unreleased Copernicus MMO. <laughs> never, heard, never heard of that. <laughs> the rights were bought from 38 Studios, the company belonging to former baseball star Kurt Schilling, who was, along with his company, embroiled in a long and arduous uh, court battle after he defaulted on a loan from the Rhode Island state. What a state indeed. It's not clear how much THQ Nordic paid, nor what it plans to do with the license. Will it finish the work done on the Copernicus MMO and release it? (laughs) What a weird name, guys. (laughs) But it's an eye-opening purchase nonetheless. THQ Nordic has been prolific in acquiring cut-loose IPs and trademarks. THQ isn't its given name for a start. The company was once Nordic Games. It bought that after the collapse of THQ. Just as it bought 
so much else dead island saints row time splitters Homefront, metro 2033 the list goes on and on kingdoms of amular reckoning was put, released in 2012 made by big huge games and 38 studios and published under ea's partners label it was pretty good bright attractive slick and showing showy and satisfying combat in a confident fantasy world but it traded hard on a warcraft vibe as did copernicus the mmo and amular really needing really needed to be more inventive in its own right so i've never played this game uh, i don't know if anyone's here to play this game but you know uh, it's got really great you know uh marks from from everyone who's, who's played it uh and like it talks about here it, the ip was wrapped up in a, a core battle with the uh, developers of the game it's it's, it's really um weird situation that you can read more about but um yeah, everyone who's who's played this game that i i've talked to says it's it's really great so hopefully thq nordic uh can maybe put it on backwards compatibility on xbox one or, or even re-release it for the new systems uh, or may, and maybe make a sequel um thq nordic they they keep buying these old ips like yeah. a couple weeks ago they bought time splitters which is <laughs> yeah that's like old like so, wow it is <laughs> But so. they're another one of those com- I mean, THQ's another one of those companies that's been around. I mean, I, THQ games, I remember playing, I mean, they may go back further, but I remember playing THQ games on Nintendo 64. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't ask me the names of titles. I just know that THQ was the, the, the company that produced it. But it's just, they kind of sneak under the radar. They're not like, like one of your popular known companies. Yeah, Nordic, who bought the THQ name when THQ went under... Which is I don't I don't know why you would want to name yourself after a failed company. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean they keep buying all these old IPs and you know they're making. I think they have a new IP called uh, Bio Mutant. Where you're like this little cat raccoon. What? <laughs> I think you play. It's like a rocket raccoon kind of thing, but you play and you like have all these cyberkinetic enhancements. It's weird. That does <laughs> sound pretty fun though. They <laughs> have. I, I think it comes out next year, but it's, it's just. You know they're picking up all these these games. You know, obviously people like them. Yeah, I but mean, well, <laughs> yeah, which I've never played. But Saints Row, I mean, people I, like love people love that game. Yeah, same mm-hmm. with like the Dead Island. Yeah, people right. love that. Homefront, which is like a Call of Duty if North Korea invaded the United States. It's like <laughs> crazy, <laughs> but. Uh, so yeah, that's all. That's all the news we got for this week. Uh, moving on down to our new release dates that were announced. Uh, actually, uh, Xbox Adaptive Controller is available now for a hundred dollars, uh, as well as accessories for that. The Xbox Adaptive Controller is a. Um, it's made for uh, handicapped people who can't hold a controller, a normal controller, correctly. So they they made this controller that you can plug in. I think it's like. 20 plus different accessory hold, like uh, plugs that you can you can in. So, so you know what if someone can't hold it right, they can put all these huge buttons and control sticks, and they can like tap it, and this would be a lot easier than than the regular one. So, which is a you know great move by Microsoft. They've they've never like I'm, Sony and Nintendo haven't come up with anything like this. So, it's a really great move uh, by them. So. Uh, next one, uh, Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition, which is the <laughs> this is a chibi chibi game for for the uh, the Android and, and uh, iPhones. Um, 
it's, it's a remake of Final Fantasy XV, <laughs> but they're chibis. <laughs> so if that interests you, uh, they're available available now on Xbox One and PS4. Uh, Nintendo Switch coming later this year. So. I'll be honest, it's kind of tempting. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I really liked Final Fantasy XV like, when it was released. Mm-hmm. Final and this looks like it could be fun. <laughs> for Final Fantasy I don't, yeah, my Final Fantasy XV experience. I mean, it was good. Like I said, it's a good game. I just, I like story-driven games, and I don't think that game, I don't think the story drove that game home. It was more about the gameplay, more about the innovative, but also, they're re-releasing this game in chibi version. <laughs> I mean, the price tag on it. I mean, I was like, I think it was like twenty dollars. If you pre-ordered, it's like twenty. Uh, its original price is twenty nine ninety nine. I'm like, yeah, I'm much. like, I played the game once. Yeah. I'm not paying for a mobile game. I'm not paying thirty bucks for some little <laughs> miniature versions of the game that I just played. So, who wants to take bets on Aaron buying the? Nintendo Switch version in a couple months. Oh, I, will. <laughs> I can tell you. I like Nintendo, but not that much. <laughs> uh, next one, uh, Valkyria Chronicles 1, re-released on Nintendo Switch on October 16th, 2018. Uh, I don't have anything to say about these games because I've never played them. Yeah, neither. I think they're, they're like Fire Emblem, right? They're like, they're like, like Fire they're Emblem. Like the tactics. Yeah, like a yeah. tactics war. It's, but instead of being mm-hmm. like your, I don't know, dynasty, like it's more of a machine like mm. kind of like artillery type based gotcha. fighting which i'm actually kind of excited for this Valkyria. i mean we're obviously getting a valkyria chronicles 4 on the switch which mm-hmm. is a new release but weeks. uh this is the first time that u.s has ever seen a valkyria chronicles game period four was the first one so mm-hmm. yeah japan is coming back with valkyria chronicles one i believe that i'm gonna say that statement but i might be <laughs> wrong but i'm pretty sure this is the valkyria chronicles 4 was the first u.s release of a valkyria chronicles game and mm-hmm. then this I know Valkyria Chronicles One was only ever released in Japan, and so I've done looked into these. The games are beautiful. They get that the whole like the the cell shaded design, and mm-hmm. I was, it's just they they look good, but that doesn't always mean the game's good. So, but I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm holding out hope. <laughs> but uh, cool. Uh, next one: Lego Harry Potter Collection for the Nintendo Switch and Xbox One on November second, twenty eighteen. Uh, we were talking about this earlier. It seemed like PlayStation had like a weird licensing deal with this one because it's been out for like two, three years on PlayStation. But uh, obviously, years one through seven. Uh, so you know, Lego games are always a lot of fun. Oh yeah, Lego games are cool and Harry Potter is cool. Yeah, Lego <laughs> Harry Potter. Yeah, not all the Lego games are fun, but Lego Harry Potter is fun, and I think it'd be cool on the Switch. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it's good for the Xbox One uh, users as well. But the Switch would just be one of those games because. That you can take with you, portable on the road, mm-hmm. take it anywhere you go. Mm-hmm. Like the perfect because you already have two controllers. Yeah, so exactly. Perfect, perfect system. For yeah, Lego games. Absolutely. Right. Uh, and lastly, Civilization Six. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Civilization Six uh, for Nintendo Switch. You know, strange but cool move. Uh, November sixteenth release date. Uh, Tyler, you played the Civ games. Yeah, so the first Civ game I ever played was Revolution on the 360, which was like a really kind of toned-down Civ game, but it was cool. Uh, and then Jeremy later got Civs 3, 4, and 5 for me. I don't remember. Uh, like Christmas? Yeah, something like that. And he loves I, you a lot. Uh, 5 is amazing. Like $20 for the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. 
I've thought about buying six. Uh, five was really good, and I've seen some good things, but I've also seen some bad things about six. I feel like it gets a lot of mixed reviews. <laughs> um, but it, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'll pick it up on the Switch probably. So, well, expect a full report. Yep. <laughs> on my desk by the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and notable releases for this week: you got NHL 19 on Xbox One and PS4. If hockey is your thing. <laughs> And then you also have Shadow of the Tomb Raider, uh, the final of the, the new Tomb Raider trilogy for PC, PS4, and Xbox One, which is really exciting. I don't know if I'll be able to get that right away, but definitely looking forward to playing it someday. So, have you guys ever played the new Tomb Raider? I have I've, not. Oh. I've never played any of the Tomb Raider games. So. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> it's something that it's kind of been on like the in the back of my mind for a like, long time now, but I just haven't gotten around to it yet. I mean... I don't even know. How, I, I got nothing. <laughs> uh, I mean, Tomb Raider was a groundbreaking. I mean, PS One, the original Tomb Raider was like, oh my god. Well, I know they made the original one backwards compatible recently, didn't they? Yeah, the, Xbox One. So I'll probably, remake. I'll probably play that at some point when I'm done with Spider Man or something. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, probably that, not though. That should be a goal. <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's like back there. It's like a thing that I need to do someday, but I just I haven't yet. <laughs> What we've been playing, uh, I'll start with the person on my left. <laughs> the guy who doesn't have doesn't many, have any, have many. You should games. start playing mobile games so you have something to talk about. I've thought about it. I actually have been playing something a little bit this week, though. I uh, pulled the Xbox out of the box that I'm trying to sell, <laughs> and I've been playing uh, Battlefield Four because I never actually got around to playing it. So playing the campaign, yeah, which is cool because it's I've just never got around to playing it before, and yeah. so now I'm actually playing that. That's kind of it's kind of fun, yeah. But it's not. It's not the Switch, <laughs> which I almost impulse bought this week. Um, Just do it. Yeah, he should have done it. I, I should. One of the the problem is I spent six hundred dollars on a phone today. <laughs> what? And, What'd you get? Uh, I don't have it, but it's a uh, OnePlus uh, six. Oh, you ordered it? I ordered it, so it I, it's not going to be here for a week. It has to ship from China. What is it? A plus? OnePlus. OnePlus. I don't know what that is. The company. Yeah, you never heard of the company? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, look them up. Is They're, it an Android? Yeah. Uh, uh. Yeah. yeah, you didn't go with Apple. Woo. Yeah, Trail. welcome to welcome to our side. Yeah, yeah well, it's, it's not. A great place to be. It's not by choice. Uh, you spend six hundred dollars on an Android, and you can't swing an iPhone. There are thousand <laughs> for an X. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna buy one if they're not. Yeah, well, you should have just waited because isn't Apple's conference this week? Two weeks. You should have waited until. Then. Yeah, but they're gonna be a thousand dollars for the new ones too. Yeah, but you could have got the old one for cheaper. Nine hundred. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, Tyler, I'm going to skip you because I know what you're going to talk about. So, Aaron. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair enough. Uh, well, if you listened in last time, my games haven't changed uh, much. I'm still continuing Octopath Traveler. That'll probably be, yeah, probably be the rest of my life, but we'll see. <laughs> but uh, still playing, also still playing on the, the uh, DS. I am playing the Wizard of Oz Beyond Yellow Brick Road. Um, almost done with it. Kind of stuck. Game got hard. <laughs> I looked that but, up after the last show, and I'm like, this game has great views on it. Like, it was kind of insane. I was surprised. It's a great game, <laughs> except, like, the difficulty curve just went from, like, a zero to, like, 5,000, and, like, I mean, it was, it's retarded. But um, I have been playing a mobile game, one I'm excited about, uh, also coming to Switch, but it's Arena of Valor. And if you're into MOBAs, this is probably one of the best. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nerd. Hey. 
MOBAs are, I mean, I've played... It's a whole new level. Hey, it is It is a whole new level, but I, I mean, the biggest MOBA game out there is League of Legends, mm-hmm. obviously, which is free-to-play, PC, just, I mean, everybody knows, it's a fun game too, but what's cool about Arena of Valor is it's, instead of being huge, it's more, it's a, it's a smaller, it's 5v5, a smaller map, I mean, there's, I mean, there's still strategy involved, but less than uh, League of Legends, you can play a League of Legends map and take you... I could take you two hours to beat them, <laughs> play one game, but with Arena of Valor, it's, it's 15, 20 minutes, and you're done. So if you're in the MOBAs, check it out. It's fun to play. And it's also coming to Switch. Just throw that in there. <laughs> you playing on Switch? I am going to get on Switch. It's free to play. Yeah, it's going to be free to download, free to play. It's going to have microtransactions like every other mobile game on the planet, but but it's, you can get everything in the game. With, you don't have to pay. It's not, it's not pay to win. You can get every character, and they have DC characters. You can oh, yeah. play as Joker, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash. That's so cool. it's pretty that, legit. That's that pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Right, Tyler, do you have any games besides the main event? Uh, well, that you were playing? I, I've still kind of been playing Kingdom Hearts 2, just casually, not really playing it a ton. Um, they did, I've been, in mobile side, I've been playing Kingdom Hearts Union Cross or since yesterday again. Uh, For well, the Starlight Keeper? Right. Yeah, the yeah. they released the classic kingdom mini games on it, which are going to be like a, like game and watch games. Right. Oh wow. That's yeah. Cool. Cool. So and it's like Mickey and Sora theme, uh, but they'll have those in Kingdom Hearts three, and they released five of them on the on their mobile game. So I've been so, trying to play those. Get how high is scores. that mobile game? Like I've never played um, it. I've gotten pretty far. There's a lot. He's like of, 800 missions. Man. I'm like oh I'm mission 735. <laughs> There's so much filler in this game where I'm just like I just want to see the story. Have you invested like, any just... finances into it? Or? No, 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 I haven't. I don't even need to anymore. If I take a long enough gap break, like between playing this game, like I'll play for a month at a time and then just stop. And when I come back, I have like. 10,000 jewels or something, which is like the in-game currency or whatever. Yeah. Just as rewards, because they just hand them out now. So, yeah. So, um, so you can play this game, like, it's not like a pay-to-play. Like It doesn't have to be, no. So you can you can get everything you need or want mm-hmm. by, with just patience. Right, right. right. So, uh, yeah, I'm about 735 missions in, and... <laughs> That's crazy. It's just... Lot of filler there. I mean, you got the Disney worlds like in every Kingdom Hearts game, but it's just I don't know. Like, there's so much between story cutscenes, and then even then, it's a lot of like unnecessary stuff, I guess. Um, but yeah, so cool. Cool. Let's check it out. Yeah, it's cool. It's fun. I enjoy playing it. Uh, just real quick, some other games I've been playing. Uh, Octopath chipping away (laughs) (laughs) forever. <laughs> no end. Like, I need to buy that at some point it's in the good, future. It's a good game if you like long JRPGs. Yeah. Um, I started playing. Uh, just a, I only got like two hours in. Uh, Hyper Light Drifter. Uh, really cool. It came out on Nintendo Switch last week. Um, yeah, wasn't it the sixth or something? Yeah, yeah, September sixth. So. Uh, so definitely really cool. Uh, would be even cooler if I had it on Switch, but I, you know. <laughs> don't want to buy it again <laughs> but um it's it's a pretty game uh, a lot of fun uh it's like a it kind of reminds me of like a link to the past is that a oh thing? nice but you, you can zoom around like you have a little dash thing so that's fun yeah um, so hopefully i can get back to it one day 
<laughs> I actually remember uh, after I had started playing this game because you often face like just mobs of enemies mm-hmm. running at you. So like the first time I ever faced like ten enemies at once, they they leave their bodies just lying on the floor after you kill them. So it was just like <laughs> just slaughter. It's, it's all pretty over the intense because you, your character like. We'll walk around and he'll have like blood dripping out of <laughs> That is crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, that's based off I think the main creator of the game, like he's got heart disease or oh, something. No. Yeah. And so he made this game as like a passion project of oh, his wow. or something. Wow. So yeah. Well, that's yeah. <laughs> it's emotional. It's so yeah. now you have to buy it. You yeah, I know. <laughs> now I like, want to support this dude, so I gotta go. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, all right. Well, here's what we're here to talk about. Yep. <laughs> Spider-Man <laughs> PS4 Woo! just came out. It's awesome. I'm like almost two thirds of the way through, I think already. I took the whole day off yesterday. <laughs> just yeah, I had to day. work. <laughs> I worked. So. so, but yeah, it's fun. Uh, definitely, probably the best Spider-Man game ever. Oh yeah. Uh, well, they they made it to where he is Spider-Man. Like you, you are constantly moving, except you know the stealth parts but uh you're constantly moving you're you're just you are spider-man you're fluid you never you never you, you can just can't control himself <laughs> <laughs> it's so i thought i saw it are you gonna start crying <laughs> it's, it's a great game guys it really yeah. uh insomniac when they were talking about this game like they released a thing where one of the first things they wanted to do with this game was get web slinging right because it's it's Spider-Man. Oh, and they you want to really feel like it, and they did. They it's did it. so like a lot of people I've watched who talk about this game are like it's like therapy. You can just like swing through the city, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. it's like therapeutic. It's amazing. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever uninstall this game just because you know you want a game that you can chill out and just swing through and right. punch ba- bad guys that are you know stealing cars and, and all this stuff. It's a lot I of could, fun. So sidetracked in this game with all the stuff. That oh, goes on. so much stuff! I found all the backpacks already. Uh, I'm working I love on the it. little stories that come with it because they you, right. You know, I like the little uh, Spider-Man two throwbacks, uh, like with the pizza delivery and like oh, the balloon yeah. saving and whatnot. He's like, like, he's like <laughs> yeah, he's like. Um, I thought I could be faster as a pizza delivery guy, but really, I just crush him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so it, but. Uh, Story wise, it's really cool because you know, Peter Parker, he's been Spider Man for eight years, so he, he knows what he's doing. He's not like a like a kid, like wh- which is has good stories like you know Spider Man Homecoming. He's he's just getting his powers. He's he's trying to figure out how the best way to use them. But but it's cool to also be a Spider Man who knows what he's doing, <laughs> like doesn't <Right>. freak out <laughs> when you're chasing a helicopter with a wrecking ball attached to it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's, he knows what he's doing. So that's a lot of fun. Like, hey, you need to take care of that. I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah, he's got a little uh, detective partner who calls him and criticizes him all the time. <laughs> they have a, a good back and forth. You know, this is yeah. Spider-Man. He he makes his quips. Spider and... cop. <laughs> so hopefully we can get a, a let's play up for you guys too, and, and you can see the opening of the game. And it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully, uh, we've been talking about maybe doing a spoiler cast. Me and Tyler, we talk about the main story and, and all the, the secret stuff in it. So. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that is all we have for this week, unless you guys have anything else maybe caught your eye this week that I missed story-wise or anything. There is the uh, new Xbox controller that oh, we didn't talk horrendous. about. 
uh, Microsoft announced that they were going to be releasing a grease-proof <sighs> Xbox controller for, <laughs> for people who like to play Indeed. their uh, Xbox while eating their KFC. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> or this their pizza. Like the I don't... You, you see, like, there's, like, pictures that go around with, like, the Cheeto-encrusted controller. Like, why? Oh. <laughs> like, yeah. Take uh, take ten minutes, eat your food, and come back to your game. Like, and plus the controller design, all the color it was gross. Yeah, the color design. Was <laughs> oh, yeah, that was awful. Yeah, it was not a really good. What was it like blue and? It was like blue, gray, yellow. It was like an ugly it's blue. Weird. Like it wasn't even a pretty blue. It was like a. Like, it's disgusting. It's nasty. We'll put a picture so, of it up on. But the I guess if you like, notes. if you yeah. like eating while playing video games here's here you go, go for it <laughs> <It's> disgusting <laughs> all right well i'm glad you guys could come enjoy uh talking to you guys always every week the second week <laughs> uh see you guys next week uh for episode three hopefully a lot of big new things uh hopefully that nintendo direct happens when we talk about yeah that. so see you guys next week